for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Anna Scott. How's it going today, Anna? I am well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's uh, it was one of those days where I didn't really leave the house, and so I was just watching, like, I was working from home, and so I was watching, like, random movies all day, and, like, <laughs> literally... As you logged on, I had just finished watching Armageddon, which I hadn't seen that movie in about 12 years. Oh my goodness. I've not seen that. I will have to put that on my list. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's like a quintessential nineties movie. Anybody that was like a teenager in the nineties, it was a movie they saw. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a, a flashback for sure. But, um, <laughs> Anyways, so I want to first off, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. I'm glad we were able to get this rescheduled because I know, did, did we get, re, we had to reschedule when my mom passed, right? That That's yeah. okay. Because I knew I had gotten you on the schedule and then everything kind of happened and it was like, oh, dang, I don't want to no, have to No, no worries. That's that way more important. I'm so sorry for your loss. Right, thank you. Um, but I'm glad we were able to get you rescheduled and, uh, talk about new single that, uh, released, uh, I guess at this point, it's been a couple of months for bouncer, but you know, <laughs> it's been like a month and a half, but yeah, it's still pretty recent. Yeah. It's still recent. So I'm excited to talk about it a little bit, talk about your, or what you got going on and your journey through music. So, uh, before we kind of jump into all that, what's your background, what got you into music? I've been around music my whole life. Uh, my dad was a drummer in bands, so when I was like eight or nine, I'd be sitting in a in a bar watching my dad play drums. And I've my all my uncles are in bands, and my family's very very musical. So I've been surrounded by music my whole life. I've been singing my whole life. I I really don't remember the first time I started singing, um, but I was involved in choir and musicals and voice lessons and talent shows, like anything I could get my hands on that was musical. Started playing guitar when I was in fifth grade, been playing piano for a little longer than that. Um, And then I decided to go to college for music and that's where I'm here now. Awesome. And you're you're in Nashville now, but you're originally from Cleveland, correct? Yes, I'm originally from Cleveland, going to school at Belmont University in Nashville. Is is the hope to kind of stay in Nashville, or do you see yourself eventually going back to Cleveland? Um, the hope's to stay in Nashville. Don't tell my mom that, but <laughs> the hope's to stay in Nashville. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I've only been to Cleveland once, and it was an interesting trip, to say the least. Where did you go? Did you go to tour? <laughs> no, I didn't do anything touristy. I went to um, the, so I, when I was in college, I did a documentary on a professional, uh, an independent professional wrestler that was living in Cleveland. He had cerebral palsy. And so oh, wow. um, well, I, we went to, it was somewhere in like the 
south side of Cleveland. It was like a really sketchy part of town. And I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. If you turn the wrong, if you turn the wrong well, direction, you might end up in. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's, it's one of those things where none of it was, I was overly worried about cause I grew up in the South side of Chicago. So it's like that entire part of the city isn't the safest in the world, but you know, it, it was just one of those things where it's just like, huh? Okay. This is interesting, but you know, your picture of Cleveland. Now you got to go back. You got to do the rock hall. I got to see a part of Cleveland. Not many people choose to go see. So, yeah. I mean, I think you get that with every city. You get the sketchy areas. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, I did enjoy Cleveland and I do hope to go back because the reasons you brought up the Rock Hall and just the city in general, there seems to be a lot of pride in that city. So very much so, very much so. <laughs> but, so how long have you been go- uh, down in Nashville going to school? What year are you at this point? I am in my third year at school, so this will be the third year that I've been in Nashville. Um, I absolutely love it. I love Cleveland too, but I love Nashville and Cleveland for a different reason. So nice. yeah, it's my third year. How, how's the uh, like music scene kind of differ between Cleveland and Nashville? Oh man, um, Cleveland is very much you know diehard rock and roll fans like you will find other genres but i know like my dad was in rock bands and it's kind of the you know you go to a restaurant and you hear like 80s rock (laughs) whereas in nashville like you can get country on broadway or you can go off broadway you can hear like really good jazz or i mean honestly any genre you can find in nashville especially with music row being in nashville like any kind of genre of music is in nashville so i think nashville is just more of an epicenter for all genres that's an interesting thing that a lot of people associate country music with nashville but if you like really understand nashville it's like yeah like cmt is based out of nashville but there's so much other stuff going on in nashville like it is ridiculous so yeah and the musician like the level of talent of the musicians that play like on broadway and off broadway are incredible like you could go to any you know dive bar or restaurant and see like the most amazing musician play yeah because so i haven't been to nashville since january of 2020 because obviously the pandemic kind of made that hard and so that was the second or third time that i'd been to nashville and I went to or went down Broadway for the first time because I was like, let's go check it out because it was one of those rare things where we went on a trip and had a free half day. And it was just like, okay, let's go do something, you know? And so we went down Broadway. I went to go try and park and parking is insane. Like, you know, you don't park. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I, I do want to go to the blues club down here. So maybe we'll, I'll just bite the bullet, pay the 20 or $30 an hour, whatever it is. And just, we'll be gone for an hour. That's it. And then I was just sitting there. I was like, man, I can't justify spending that. That's ridiculous. And so then we ended up going to the Opry and it was just like, all right, cool. We'll walk Oh around. my gosh. The Opry is amazing too. I, I got to tour it for the first time actually in spring of this year 
with my dad. He came down to visit and we went to tour it and it was amazing. And obviously that's a amazing venue to go to as well. But yeah, yeah you definitely don't park on Broadway. You Uber or yeah. you <laughs> well, that, that was the funny thing is because we after that, we had a whole like another eight hours of stuff we were doing. We were working with musicians doing like live recording sets. And they're like, are you guys, what were you thinking? You don't try and park there. And I'm like, (laughs) I've never been down Broadway. I figured there'd be something. And they're like, no, they're going to get you for everything they can. And I'm like, fair. Yeah. And it's packed too. Like, even if there is parking spaces, like you think like a weekday wouldn't be that busy and it's booming on like Tuesday morning like there's always so many people down there like walking around and parking and yeah yeah, that's why you uber next time you go to Nashville now you know yeah well because that was the thing it was like a Monday morning like we were there on a Monday morning and it was like wait is this Saturday afternoon what's going on here yeah it's like there's no sense of weekday weekend on yeah. Broadway. Like time just goes out the window. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just, I was like, all right. And then we decided to go to the Opry, and it was like free parking. I could dig it. And then we just kind of walked. We didn't go on a tour because I don't think they had a tour at the time frame we were there, and we didn't want to like wait for the next one. But yeah. you know, it was cool. I enjoyed it. So, um. But let's jump back to you. Um, you recently released a new song. You said about a month and a half ago at this point, uh, Bouncer. Uh, what's kind of the uh, story behind that song? So Bouncer, um, I wrote it because I am a musician and I am not of legal age yet. I'm 20. I will be 20. 21 this year. Um, But when I wrote it, I was just frustrated because I feel like as a musician, you're constantly trying to put yourself out there and you're trying to play at venues and you're trying to see other musicians at venues to know what to play and how to play and learn from the best, obviously learn from the people on Broadway. And sometimes they won't even let you in because, you know, you're not 21. So they they kick you out you know bouncers don't let you in so my whole song was just a message to a bouncer like you were young once you know you know you know how this feels and especially as a musician like all I want to do is go in so I can see the music and play the music and just be immersed in in music city and it's just my frustration led to a really fun song so yeah it definitely is a fun song and it's a um you know, I did pick up on that and it like, it took you explaining it to me for it to all really make sense about what it was about, but you know, it just, yeah, it all makes sense. So they were young yeah. once and yeah, but the backstory is really cool. And so, um, how long had you been kind of sitting on that song? Um, about almost a year, almost okay. a year. Yeah. Um, and then I recorded it at the beginning of the summer and released it July 21st, in honor of 21st birthdays and such <laughs> 20, 21, the number 21 of being legal age. So that's why. Okay. Gotcha. And then, um, did the pandemic play a factor as to when you were going to record and release? Did you want to do it earlier or? Actually the pandemic encouraged me to release my first single and bouncer is single number five. So pandemic actually did the opposite effect than it did for most people. Most people I think um, were kind of at a standstill during the pandemic and the pandemic was just my call to be like, let's just get this going. Like these songs that I've been sitting on, let's just get these recorded. Let me do this and, and get things out and just, you know, 
when's going to be the right time. There's really a pandemic. Like when is going to be the right time to record? So yeah, yeah, I recorded Bouncer this summer, but I recorded my other four uh, songs last year. Gotcha. And now that you mentioned it, I just started picking up the dates on Spotify. I'm like, oh yeah, they are all within the, like this pandemic's been going on so long already. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy. It's been like, what, a year and a couple uh, months? Almost, it's been a year and a half at this point. That's insane. Yeah. I feel like 2020 just didn't exist. <laughs> That's what I feel I, like. And so, you know. At least for me, it'll be a year and a half in about two weeks. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I just realized that. I'm like, oh, wow. That's crazy. But wow. It is what it is. So well, let's talk about that then, because that's got to be a really interesting like thought process to go through um what do you obviously so you'd mentioned that the pandemic kind of encouraged you to start releasing recording recording and releasing your music what do you think was kind of holding you back originally I think um I've always been the type of person I mean I think everybody is but you always want to put your best foot forward you always want to put out your best work and I'm definitely my worst critic for sure um So I think just not knowing like when the best product was going to be there Mm -hmm. and kind of sitting on it and being like, well, maybe I'll think of a better idea in a couple of weeks. Like, no. And then as soon as the pandemic hit, I was just, I mean, it took like a month or two after the pandemic was really settling in to be like, oh, wow. Like, like, you know, we could be in a pandemic tomorrow. Like I'm, I wouldn't be able to release music tomorrow. So why don't I just do it today and figure it out and just get it done. And that way, you know, I don't really have any regrets. I mean, the pandemic showed everybody no regrets. Just do do what you want to do in life. That reminded me, what's that movie where the kid's got that tattoo on his chest, then he's got regrets spelled wrong. Oh, Uh, shoot. (laughs) uh, It's not, we are the Millers, is it? Anyways. That when, I know as you're, you're talking about. <laughs> I, that just popped in my head and I'm like, oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> that was my thought process. I mean, <laughs> nice. And so uh, was the original thought, did you originally just want to do singles or were you thinking possibly of doing like a full EP or an EP or a full LP? Like what was, um, as you kind of started working and recording and releasing what was kind of the initial thought process there well when I first went into the studio I recorded two songs Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to put the first one out to get feelers out just to test it out figure out how to even release a song because as an independent artist you got to do everything by yourself you got to do all the publicity by yourself and you have Mm -hmm. to send distribution by yourself so figuring all that stuff out was insane and thank goodness you know I have a supportive family and supportive friends and musicians I've met you know virtually and in person um, that helped me along the way to figure out how to release it but I recorded the first two songs just to kind of put my feelers out and you know see what would happen and I put my first one out and I just really was like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life so I might as well keep going (laughs) you know I did one the the hard part's over so so I released my other one and then I went to the studio in December of last year and recorded two more released the other two this year (laughs) went in the studio this summer recorded bouncer released bouncer (laughs) so just it's been you know kind of an ongoing cycle but i think after the first one i was just like you know let's just kick it in gear 
<laughs> and I mean, the fact that you've only really been releasing music for, let's say, a year and a half, just to make it easy. Uh, and the fact that you've got five singles out already is just like really amazing. Thank What's, you. What have you kind of learned through this process? Because you've released, let's say, one every three months you've released a song every three months um what have you kind of learned about yourself what's yeah i learned that it's very difficult it's definitely um a lot of work you know prior to recording and even the process from recording to the release day is hectic release day is hectic after release day is hectic because of course you want everybody to listen to your music and and there's the whole pre-save thing that people do and yeah. it's just like a, a ton of work so i think um i definitely gained a lot more respect for independent artists even though i'm an independent artist myself i gained more respect for independent artists and i've also noticed a change in my songwriting and in my voice like i think i've kind of settled into my sound more and more as I've released more music nice. um, and as I've learned like what I like and what other people like, like how my songs are doing and how, you know, the different, you know, styles that I do in my songs, like how are they receptive to other people and how do I like them? You know, like I released um, Missin and it was kind of, you know, slower and like kind of more quiet than the other ones. Yeah. And I loved it. And it was totally different from like extra or bouncer, like they're very, you know, in your face, like <laughs> lights flashing glitter. Like, yeah. so I think my songwriting and my voice has definitely grown since I started releasing music. Nice. And as far as like the creative process of music, of writing your music what is that kind of like for you do you usually start with lyrics or instrumentation where do you where do you kind of start um i it depends sometimes i start with instrumentation if i'm sitting down and i'm like i'm gonna write a song i start with instrumentation and then you know i kind of have an idea in my head and i go from there and then once i have the instrumentation like you know as a vocalist your melodies are always floating around in your head so i just you know think of a melody and then I write something now and most of the time it's terrible. And then I scratch it and I redo it again and, and, you know, keep practicing and practicing. I've heard that at school and from other musicians that songwriting is just practicing and practicing. But um, I, all my songs are written by myself. I didn't co-write with anybody. So it's kind of just very personal, just me in a room with my guitar doing my thing and, and this is what's happened. So I'm happy that it's worked out so far. Yeah. Is a uh, co-write something that you want to explore or just kind of wait until the pandemic's over so you can do it in person? Cause I've heard so many stories about musicians. They do it. They started doing co-writes during the pandemic and it's completely different than like an actual in-person co-write. So what were you kind of. See, I've done only zoom co-writes before um i started co-writing my first co-write was december of 2020 mm -hmm. um so i've slowly been trying to branch out and learn how to co-write with people because i think it's a totally different atmosphere than just mm -hmm. writing by yourself um but i did do a zoom write over the summer um actually with somebody from overseas so oh, nice. It's actually really cool to get to connect. I think that's the good beauty of Zoom co-writing is mm -hmm. you connect with people that, you know, could live halfway across the world from you and 
create a beautiful song together. So I like Zoom, but I mean, yeah. I also don't have anything to go off of because I've never done an in-person co-write. Yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things where it's got to be kind of like doing these interviews where, you know, it's like, it's cool because I can, I've been able to do interviews with people that would take me five years to get to because, you know, going to Australia isn't financially viable right now. Like, yeah, but thanks to zoom, you know, it made it easy, but there's still something missing. There's that human connection element because like right now there's four different things sitting off screen that could easily grab my attention, you know? And so just like you're in the moment and talking and you're like enjoying it. But at any moment there's like my phone could go off, you know, just whatever it is. So yeah, it it, like the, the feeling still kind of misses. Yeah. The human connection. I get that for sure. I mean, even with classes, like I, spent all of last year doing my college music courses on zoom and singing through zoom and and singing through zoom is practically impossible. So (laughs) it's just, I'm very glad that, you know, zoom is being used as an outlet, but not the end all be all like the in-person is slowly starting to come back. Um, but yes, you're right. Human connection is definitely missed in Zoom for yeah. sure. Is uh so for this year, are you guys starting to go back to in person or were you guys kind of at class wise? We are fully in person um with masks. I mean, I still sing with a mask, but I've had a whole year to practice. Um <laughs> but I I would rather have in-person mask with everybody distance and and vaccinated and everybody's safe and knowing everybody's safe but being in person together i would rather have that than be on zoom you know i'd wear a paper bag on my hat if it meant i could be in person with somebody so yeah, yeah we're fully in person now 100 agree 100 agree so i see you're sitting next to a piano do you know how to play the piano or is that just kind of in the room <laughs> it is in the room but i do know how to play the piano um i started playing piano um probably like elementary school um kind of on and off guitar is like my main you know backup instrument um but i have taken piano a little bit of piano at college i have to to graduate so (laughs) i have a little bit of piano yeah was that you like that was the piano like your first instrument that you learned how to play or was it guitar uh, piano was my first instrument. Yes. I, I, I'm starting to feel like that's the common thread where a lot of musicians start playing piano because for whatever reason, and then as they kind of grow up, they get introduced to a stringed instrument, whether it's guitar, bass, or drums, or, you know, like whatever it is. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's super helpful. Like even at school, they, they encourage every single music major, regardless of your instrument or of your voice um, to take piano because it helps you so much with, you know, being able to hear, you know, yeah. chords and, and seeing the chords. It's like, you know, visual and auditory yeah. learning. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like I've, I've always kind of said, if I was ever a musician or had the ability to be a musician, piano would probably be the thing that would make the most sense to me because it's all right in front of you and it's very visual. Whereas guitar, it's like one inch one way or the other. And it's just like, not the same note, you know? So it's just like, that would drive me insane a little bit. (laughs) I also think piano too is, is um, an instrument 
an instrument that's like more common for, you know, younger kids, like what you said, like, you know, you think like little kids at piano recitals, like that kind of thing. Like that was me, <laughs> piano recitals playing for my mom, like in the audience of my dad. <laughs> so. Nice. Um, so kind of backtracking a little bit about you, your upbringing in music, uh, growing up, who were some of your influences music wise? Um, Music influences. Okay. Um, I, Martina McBride for sure. Uh, My mom was a big fan of Martina McBride growing up. So listen to her, Patsy Cline, um, Adele now, Sam Smith, Louis Capaldi, Post Malone, (laughs) definitely very, you know, different from my other, my other musical influences, but I love his style and love his, you know, songwriting and how he does his music. But, um, yeah, I, I grew up on old country and then I started to get into pop music with like, you know, like the 2000s ballads. So like Adele and, and you know, Demi Lovato and yeah. Sam Smith. And then, then as it, you know, as I got into college and like late high school, I started to get more into like, you know, top 40 countries so like yeah. Morgan Wallen, Kelsey Ballerini, Chris Stapleton for sure. He's a big one on my list. Uh, Carly Pierce. So my music taste is kind of all over the place, but I, I started with old country and now I'm kind of a blend of everything. Yeah. That, I mean, that's usually how it happens. Like you're a byproduct of the people you hang around with. And if that's what they're listening to, you just kind of automatically absorb and it's like, oh, I like this, but I don't like that. You know, that's how yeah. it is with me. Like, <laughs> well, my family used to metal, so I, I chose the country route instead of the metal route. I don't know where I'd be right now if I was listening to metal. I'd probably be like Heart Junior or something. <laughs> you'd probably be in a metal band just doing the screaming and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, there, there is an art form to that. I will, say, I will say there is an art form to screaming, and it's. Like if you can watch somebody that can really do it and control themselves, it's amazing. So. Yeah, there's a technique to it. I'm I I would love to learn if somebody yeah. could teach me how to scream with you know without losing your voice forever. That would be awesome. Yeah, but you brought up that you're into like or that really now that you're starting to blend old country with new country and like pop music. What I like about Nashville is you could literally be at any bar. And any of those names that you listed off, whether it be Chris Stapleton or whoever, could randomly walk in one day and just want to play yeah. a set. Well, funny story. Um, I don't know if you know Lauren Elena. She's like yeah. a really big country singer girl. Um, she did a pop-up show at Blake Shelton's bar yesterday. And I oh, went wow. <laughs> on a Tuesday night at school. You know, I have an 8 a.m. today. And I last night I was like, I'm going to go. It was a free concert. I was like, you know, three feet away from her on stage. She passed out CDs and threw, threw out guitar picks and, yeah. you know, just did a pop-up show for fun. So yeah. that's, that's just Nashville for you. That's a great example of what Nashville is. Yeah. I had a, not, I didn't see him play live, but I was, uh, when the first time I went to Nashville, I was getting ready to do a podcast with this young band. Um, their manager reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm the, my son's got a band, you know, it was one of those things where he was a manager, but his son had a band type deal. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, we'd love to get him on the podcast. Cool. Uh, and I messaged him back. I was like, Hey, I need to fill one more spot. Anybody you have, you know, whatever I would love, you know, love to get this spot filled. And he's like, well, how would you like to try and interview Craig Wade and Boyd? And I'm like, wait, 
the dude from the voice because at that time it had only been like a couple years yeah and he's like yeah i'm best friends with his manager and i'm like okay let's see if we can it didn't happen but you know it was just one of those things where it was like at, at that time we were still like two years into this and it was just like okay yes let's do that let's make that work and yeah. It's so normal. Like in Nashville, I feel like people that, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, you're famous. Like you're a famous musician. Like they're just average people walking down Nashville, you know, walking yeah. down Broadway, playing in Broadway bars, like at a writer's round that they're not even getting paid for. And you're like, oh my gosh, is that that person? And like, they're playing for free for fun because they love it. And they're, you know, they don't want people to be like running up to them being like, oh my gosh, you're famous. Like they just want to be like everybody else. Yeah. So crazy. Well, and it's also one of those things where they actually care about the music community and they want to like make sure they're giving back and like help cultivating the community because eventually they're going to run across, run across the next Chris Stapleton or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The musicians on Broadway are going to be the next musicians on TV. Yeah, on, see on CMT and all that fun stuff. So yeah, hundred percent get it. So, um, You'd mentioned we had talked a little bit about this before um, we jumped on here, but you're in the process of hopefully releasing some more music later this year. Um, do you already know what songs or are you still kind of in that process? Um, I know of one. Mm -hmm. um, there potentially might be another one that releases this year, but um, I do know of one. It's very extra special to my heart. I'm very, 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 very excited to um, announce, you know, when it's going to be and what it is. Um, but it's very, I mean, all my songs are special to my heart, but this one, you know, holds an extra special place in my heart. That's awesome. That's, you know, it's always amazing when you can release a song that's like, all your songs are special to you, but this one has an extra special moment and you can just find the right place, right time. And everything just kind of aligns perfectly like that. So. Yeah, this one, the timing definitely does matter. So I'm very, 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 very excited. <laughs> That's all I can say, but I'm very excited. Okay. I, I, I won't press anymore. Cause I was just about, <laughs> to... <laughs> but no, that's really cool. And then, uh, and then hopefully maybe potentially a second one. Are you looking to potentially do like a full length down road or do you just kind of see yourself do, uh, staying in the single realm? Um, down the road for sure. Yes. Um, my, I have a twin brother and every day he's like, when are you going to put out the album? Anna, when are you going to put out the album? He, that's just the running joke. He always tells me every single day. So I'm definitely foresee that in the future um just about timing and when and what songs you know yeah absolutely well and actually to be 100 percent honest with you right now with like i mean yeah shows are starting to kick up but right now is not really the right time to be releasing albums because you're not playing a lot of live shows yeah if it, if, if it gets to the point where okay you're playing two three four times a week and you're, or you're at least playing consistently, whether it's one time a week or whatever, that's when you start releasing the album. Because when you go to the show, they're going to want to buy that album. They're not going to want your download card. They're not going to want, you know, they're going to want that album. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So for, definitely timing. What, but I see in the future for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So kind of moving forward outside of music, obviously you're busy with school and all that fun stuff, but when you do get a moment to yourself, what, what is your, uh, what are some of your hobbies? Well, yeah. Um, hang out with my friends. I mean, obviously I'm college kids, so I love Broadway. I love going down to watch live music. I just walk up and down the sidewalk since I can't get in yet. <laughs> I'm very close to being able to get in, but, um, I love watching that stuff. I love Wild Horse Saloon. I go line dancing all the time. Um, I just, yeah, I um, I love tacos. I go to Bar Tacos place in Nashville. It's like the best tacos I've ever had. Nice. <laughs> so I go with my friends. We get tacos, you know, go out to eat, dress up, take you pictures, all the, you know, typical college girl stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> So my buddy lived in Nashville for about six months. And he kept, and I went up there to visit for live and amplified stuff and he was not there. And he kept telling me to go try Nashville hot chicken. What is it with Nashville hot chicken? It's a staple. You got to go to, I mean, Hattie B's is like the staple one, but I know there is a, um, competition because Hattie B's wasn't like the original hot chicken place. There's like another place that's the original hot chicken place. So, but Hattie B's is like the most prominent one. So I think anywhere you go in Nashville, you're going to get great hot chicken, but you definitely have to try it. It's like a staple Nashville thing. It's like you, you eat the hot chicken, you go down to Broadway, you take a picture at the butterfly wings, like all the, all the, you know, checklist Nashville tourist stuff. But yeah, yeah, hot chicken is a national thing for sure. I'm not huge on like the traditional touristy stuff. If I'm going to go somewhere, I want to go where the locals are at, like, because that's where all the fun stuff is. And so luckily, every time I go, they're like, oh, you need to go check out this bar. It's like in West Nashville, you know, or East Nashville or whatever. And it's just like, okay, that's the stuff I want to check out. Like, yeah, the Broadway stuff is cool, I'm sure, but for reasons yeah yeah i mean the touristy stuff can get extremely crowded as you saw on a monday morning i mean there's bachelorette parties driving up and down the street and you know 21st birthdays and you know anything you can think of so and the fact that it was january and it was actually like a really nice stretch because it was right before oh no it was still like two months before that uh really bad tornado hit yeah yeah it was still a couple months before that but it was like really nice out and it was just like this is january in nashville what is this so yeah yeah the tornado hit and then covid it was definitely not it was was a bad it was a bad stretch there for a little bit very scary very scary (laughs) um so being that you are a i'm gonna say nashville nashville veteran because you've been there for more than two years what is your favorite hidden gem in Nashville, whether it be a restaurant or non-traditional touristy place? Hidden gem. And, um, okay. I, I mean, bar taco is not a hidden gem. It's on 12 South. It's like kind of a simple, but that's like literally my favorite restaurant <laughs> in all of Nashville. Like I love it. And then there's another place, um, it's like a movie theater. Like they, I forget what it's called, but they, they made a movie, like an old movie theater into a restaurant. Okay. 
So it's like really pretty, like chandeliers everywhere, nice. very fancy food. And like, it's all themed. Um, I think it's on 8th Avenue. Um, but definitely those two places are, are my favorites. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I am the like person that like, I'm the outlier that is a Nashville veteran that loves Broadway. Like yeah. it's very hard to find Nashville veterans that like would be on Broadway every day if they could. Like I love Broadway. So Broadway, of course, is going to be my favorite place. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's very fair. But um, I'm alone in that. <laughs> it it ha- You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, if you're going to be a musician, Broadway is a very good place to be because it's like you can literally probably go down there with just your guitar and somebody be like, hey, we have an opening in 20 minutes you want to play. Yeah. I'm sure that happens on a regular basis on Broadway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, because like, I mean, they've always constantly got music going. Like we were there at 1030 a.m. and just the noise coming out of all the bars. It was like it's Monday guys. Like, yeah. Even the airport has live music. Like yeah. <laughs> the Nashville airport has live music at like 10 in the morning and you're waiting for your flight and you see somebody playing live. Like it's just the Nashville way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never flown through Nashville, but next, if, if I ever do, I will have to check that out. So yeah, for sure. So, um, but kind of moving forward, uh, do you have any plans of doing like a uh, music videos for any of the uh, songs that you've released or is that something you've explored at all or? Um, I would love to, I haven't had anything like kind of set in stone. I've had the idea tossed around um, and I've definitely thought about it. I'm just not sure, you know, which one I do it for, or if I even do it for one of the ones that I have out already, or if I do it for one, you know, coming out in the future, just a lot of planning, but yes, for sure in the future, um, just don't have anything set in stone right now. Gotcha. Cause you know, like during the pandemic, obviously it's really hard to do stuff like that, but it's also that time frame where you can get a little experimental and do stuff like that. Yeah. Do stuff like that. So, but I have noticed that you were doing some, uh, really cool, like just DIY acoustic stuff on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, my my YouTube channel's been going up since I was in fourth grade, okay. I think, was when my mom started posting the first video. Um, so, so if I scroll all the way down, I will no, find some. Don't. <laughs> oh, you said, please yes. don't. That means I have to. But yes, you, if you look on there, you will find, I mean, it's it's basically documented my entire journey from really knowing that I wanted to pursue music, like, fully, like, fourth grade i was i don't even know how old i was in fourth grade like 10 9 9 uh, or 10 9 10 yes yeah, so, like <laughs> so literally now and i'm gonna be 21 this year like all from how my voice has progressed and how my guitar playing has progressed my piano playing um but yeah i've i've been posting you know gig videos on there and my social media has been full of gig videos i went home this summer to cleveland and just did gigs every single weekend for the entire summer for like three months straight. And it was the best three months of my life, but (laughs) but those videos are on there too. So it just kind of not listening to anything because I don't have my headphones plugged in. So I can't just sit here and listen to some of this stuff, but it looks like you graduated from doing like the national anthem to kind of performing covers and then doing originals. So like, that seems like a very, 
traditional graduation of music. Yeah. Yeah. I started singing the anthem when I was like 10 or 11, mm-hmm. um, was doing that at different racetracks, baseball games, basketball games, football games. Um, I sang for an NHR rate, NHRA race on ESPN one time. There's like 50,000 people and fireworks and everything. And that obviously singing the national anthem is like, you know, I mean, it's the best song. <laughs> I, I personally think it's the best song. Um, so that was a very, very fun time in my life. And I still do sing the national anthem, um, just not as often anymore. Now I've kind of graduated more to um, singing covers and then finally getting to my original stuff, which is, I mean, what I really want to do is singing original music. So I'm going to say looking at this stuff makes me feel so old right now. I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking about what I was doing 10 years ago. And I was literally in my senior year in college. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it was just like, Oh no. And then I, like I scroll down a little bit further and I see that you uh, did the national anthem for the Lake Erie crushers. And so that like that baseball league, I interned for another team in that league. So we played the crushers all the time. No way. Love the crushers. I sang a couple games, sang for a couple games. <laughs> I, I interned for the uh, Southern Illinois miners. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was That's a so cool. production intern. And so it was just like, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And that was in 2011. Oh my gosh. So like literally <laughs> right around when you were releasing some of this early music. So yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's definitely, um, I say don't watch, but I'm, I'm definitely proud of like my growth and how, how much I've worked on my voice and my musicality. And obviously going to college, I've improved so much, um, doing music every day. So definitely i i can't complain but i've seen a lot of growth from the very first video on to now you should almost go and do like a uh mashup of the anthem since that's kind of like your consistent one of like when you first started singing it until like the most when was like i'm sure you've got a more recent one i have to kind of go through it but just like morphing it and just yeah, that would be kind of a cool Oh my gosh, that's a good you... idea. So that's a good idea. I'd probably sing it in a different key too. So it might sound I might have to transpose it or do, you know, so, like a one like, I mean, and the other thing. For the most part, it's not really gonna matter because like the tempo and everything is probably gonna be completely different regardless. And whether it's got yeah. like you had like a backing track or you're just singing a cappella, you know, so it's all gonna be different anyways. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, but, I sing it all acapella. So my timing is all, all you know, different. different yep. time. I, I learned my first experience with music. I did a music video and I didn't realize tempo and pacing was an issue that we had to be concerned about. So I did a music video and I thought if they just played the song live, we'd be fine. Like, because I didn't have a copy of the track. They didn't have a copy of the track cause it wasn't done being mixed yet. And they're like, yeah, we'll just play it live, you know? And so I was like, okay, cool. And so we started making this music video. And then they send me the song a couple of weeks later after they get it back and nothing matches up. And they're like, oh, no. oh crap, our timing. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, 
well, there's this thing in music. And I'm like, oh, great. So yeah, that was- <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's human nature to speed up or slow down when you're playing live, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, so it was, an, it was an interesting experience to say the least, so. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but uh, kind of moving forward with your musical career, how often do you see yourself playing in the future once shows become kind of more available or do you see yourself playing more frequently, less frequently, you know? Um, definitely more frequently. I've been able to um, secure some really awesome gigs in some places that definitely make sure that live music is not going to be a dangerous thing for people yeah. because of COVID. Um, so I'm playing a few this month and a couple next month and, you know, just a few like in between classes and when I'm, you know, busy doing school, like on the weekends and stuff, but for sure, performing more. I mean, that's what I love to do. That's my most favorite thing in music is performing. So for sure, performing more. <laughs> and do you see yourself like building a band around yourself or do you kind of see yourself doing the more solo singer songwriter country thing? Um, I would definitely not be opposed to doing stuff with bands. Um, I'm actually in a band at my school. We do, um, country top 40 country. Um, me and a couple other singers but we each you know get a couple songs to ourselves and we have a whole band and and really awesome musicians so it's been really fun to like work with bands and I've worked with bands in the past um but definitely foresee myself in the future with band you know playing Broadway or playing yeah. you know off Broadway or you know just playing in Nashville in general yeah. for sure yeah and then hopefully eventually expanding outside of Nashville and touring and all that fun stuff for sure definitely gonna do you know go back to cleveland do more gigs there with you know my hometown and all my friends and family that are there that would be really awesome to do something there um but yes for sure expanding expanding more performances that's that's the goal that's a good goal to have or else why are we, why are you playing music if it's not to get out and play then yeah what, what are we really doing so hey for the people in the back <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways so uh if anybody wants to check out your music or any upcoming shows uh where's the uh, best place for them to do that annascottmusic.com um a-n-n-a-s-c-o-t-t music.com um that is my main website you can find my socials you can find my events you can find my promo pictures my new music and uh, you can contact me you can you know reach out with gigs you can subscribe to my email list um basically that's the hub for everything you'll find my instagram twitter facebook all my socials and fun stuff so awesome. yes <laughs> well once again thank you for joining us but before we let you go, I do want to, we do like to help cultivate the next generation of musicians and make sure everybody that's listening gets some value about like whether they're an aspiring musician or whatever. So for the young musician that's getting ready to start or wants to take that next step in their career, what advice do you have for them? just jump in head first. That's what I'd say. I think that's been my motto through the pandemic and, you know, through my musical journey in general, just, just get out there and do it. Like you, 
you know, don't be afraid of people judging you for your music or judging you for how you perform. Just get out and do it because practice is so important in music and you just got to get out there and do it. So absolutely just jump in head first and you got this. I support you. <laughs> absolutely agree. hundred percent agree. But once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. I'm glad we were able to get this rescheduled and hope to have you back on when you get ready to release the next single or, you know, what, whatever the next big thing is you got going on. We'd love to have you back on. For but, sure. I'm honored to be on this podcast and to be able to talk with you. This has been awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later. <laughs>